It's time for a radio royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I have been looking forward to this since we spoke with Her Royal Highness yesterday. Today is the day that she, our royalnessness, tells us what is on her mind as she looks across the vast plains, the hamlets, the cities, and the states that make up this great nation of her subjects. So, Your Highness, we bow and we bow low. And we await your words of wisdom. What's up, your majesty? Oh, my goodness. So wonderful to hear your voice again, Sir James. Thank you. What would you like me to start with? I I want you to start with whatever you want to. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you the three stories that I have been really enjoying this week. And I would love to basically spend some time in them because they're so delightful. The first one is how Cheney really won. The second one is Biden on a roll. And the third one is the Donald versus the old crow, which is the uh, Trump versus Mitch McConnell that you've been sort of referencing that I really find interesting. And the first two have been so delightful that the Cheney really won is the leftist view of the election results of Liz Cheney, who lost by almost 40 points, which is the worst in 100 years for anybody in in any kind of primary, she only garnered 28.9% of her party's vote now. And she even had some crossover Democrats in there. But she lost decisively uh, to Harriet Hagman, who had been endorsed by Trump, who got 66% of the vote. And the result of this complete wipeout has been the left just uniformly declaring her having really won. And my favorite one is George Conway, who's Kellyanne's uh, husband, who was anti-Trumper. And this is what he tweeted, that Liz Cheney won the general election for dignity. (laughs) (laughs) These people have made up their own election, the election for dignity, and say that Liz Cheney really won. They are praising her as a hero, a profiling courage or bravery. She won history's respect. And a, a journalist named Tom Becker said that, that Liz Cheney's concession speech will be studied by historians for generations. <laughs> so, Why? For what? They, well, because they just are madly in love with anyone who goes up against Donald Trump. There's something that triggers in their mind of just happiness and joy if anyone. And you notice this over the whole history of Trump being in the public um, life since his uh, campaign of 2015 started, is just when anyone stands up against him or criticizes him, they become such a hero. It's the passions are awakened by the left. And so she's the latest one. She's the new Avenatti, you know, possible presidential candidate that they put up, you know. 
the thing is, it reminded me of how delusional they are. They basically cannot cope with the reality that, you know, these people who are always talking about our democracy and, you know, Steve Bannon had a great line. He said, well, they've just gotten a democracy suppository with this vote. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like that. (laughs) <laughs> but it reminded me, do you remember in the late 90s and the early 200s, the TV show West Wing? Do yes, you remember the left? They lived in that TV show. Right. They loved President Martin Sheen, and they would actually take it seriously as their alternative reality when Bush was president, W was president, and they couldn't cope with the reality of who really was president, who really had won. And so they lived in this television show. Well, they are now living in their delusions that Cheney really won, that she has presidential uh, perspirations, (laughs) as Rush used to say, and that, you know, the Biden is on a roll. That's the second story that they came up with this week, that Biden is on fire. He is just absolutely killing it, and he is saving the party. And these are the things that they point to. The Supreme Court decision uh, overturning Roe versus Wade, the falling gas prices, which have gone down 40 cents a gallon, I think, the racking up of legislative victories like Finland and Sweden being entering into NATO, the CHIP legislation, the burn pits legislation, the Inflation Reduction Act, which are, you know, things you've covered that they were able legislatively to to win thanks to Mansion turning tail. But the media has helped them by saying that we're really not in a recession. We're in a vibe session. I don't know if you've seen these Yes, I saw that. A vibe session. (laughs) Yes, it's just bad vibes. People are gloomy for no reason. Everything is really good. CNN actually ran a piece today that with this 40 cents a gallon decrease in gas prices, that American families have gotten $100 a month raise or a $100 a month tax cut because filling up their gas uh, tank is now $100 a month cheaper than it was last week in their mind. So, the, you know, the media is doing this crazy Biden on a roll thing with this dark Brandon meme. Yes, I yes. I've been this. watching that dark Brandon finally <laughs> found his mojo. And, and, the, and, and the stupid White House is, I mean, I shouldn't say stupid. The White House came out with this whole dark Brandon thing. Like they've taken it and we've we've turned around the whole Brandon thing. Now it's dark Brandon. Like they really think that people are running around thinking that Joe Biden is some kind of a good villain because he's now dark Brandon. Well, they've been doing a lot of stories concurrent with that. With Biden putting back on his aviator sunglasses, how this is symbolic, how he's just so powerful. So they are living in, you know, basically the West Wing TV show in two areas, in the defeat of their favorite candidate in Wyoming and in the supposed Biden on fire success that's going to bring in a Democrat uh, Congress again. So those two things have been enjoyable because 
it's not true, which is why we can find this delicious, because they are going to get bit in the butt on when actual votes happen. You know, democracy is something that is not their friend. They, that's why they have to <laughs> cheat. That is why they have to lie. And so this, you know, this inevitably is going to be not the outcome that they are expecting. They're always shocked when actual people actually vote. So my now, third story, Mitch which McConnell, I know you've been talking about, yes, this to me has been a long simmering uh, fight that I've been I've been following for quite a while. Uh, New York Times in February ran a piece inside McConnell's campaign to take back the Senate and thwart Trump. Senator McConnell is working furiously to bring allies to Washington who will buck Trump. It is not going according to plan. And that was starting in the beginning of the year that that McConnell has been furious about what he called goofball candidates that Trump endorsed. And so he's been putting money and, uh, you know, encouragement to other people. Now, he has happened to have lost everyone, which is really interesting. And now he's mad. And as we talked about yesterday, Molly, Molly uh, put Hemingway put a article out basically taking him to the woodshed for not encouraging and helping his own candidates. And so this has come out into the open, but I've got a detail which is going to infuriate you on top of all the things you've been seeing about the quotes that McConnell has about, you know, these inferior quality candidates. This was reported in the New York Times on the 15th, just a few days ago. And here's the headline. Senate GOP campaign arm slashes TV ad buys in three states. Yep. And this is about money that has been taken from three states, Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. And so these are the candidates that are the quote-unquote goofball candidates, according to Mitch McConnell. These are MAGA candidates, Trump-supporting candidates, and, and Mitch McConnell is deliberately steering money away from them. And do you know what name does not occur in this New York Times piece? Senator Rick Scott, who is the chairman of this money uh, committee, National Republican Senatorial Committee, and you and I had a debate about about Senator Rick Scott and his 10, you know, proposals that were supposedly conservative sounding. And I said to you, you watch what he does with the money. Now, his name doesn't appear in this article in The New York Times, but he's in charge of it. And he is Mitch McConnell's minion. And he has taken money away from very important races. You've got Blake Masters, who won the primary, who is the MAGA candidate, versus Mark Kelly, the Democrat, who is Gabby Gifford's husband. Then in Pennsylvania, you have Mamet Oz. Oz versus John Fetterman. Mamet Oz is struggling. And in Wisconsin, this to me is the most vile. This is the incumbent Ron Johnson, who is a Trump supporter, who is really being hurt by the money of his own party being taken away from him. And so to me, you see the, the, the nature of the Republican establishment in the Senate. And, you know, my view is, first of all, it's too early to say you've got the Wizards of Smart already blaming Trump for the Senate loss, which, of course, is not even close to being happening yet. 
it's too early. The polls are fake that are showing a lot of these problems. A lot of them are, are unfortunately, Fox News polls who who really have been negatively affecting. And the third thing is, okay, if the Senate does not go Republican, what difference does it make? I I know that you're going to argue with me on that. But even when the Senate is 100 percent run by the Republican Party, supposedly, you know, you've got Mitch McConnell during doing a lot of sabotage for conservative policies. So that is my 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 third story, which I'm enjoying because Mitch McConnell is losing all of Trump's candidates are winning his endorsed candidates. And the best revenge for all of this is when they win the general election. And that is going to be delightful. Well, I hope Senator Johnson manages to pull it out. I did. I'm, I'm aware of what you're saying about the money coming out. And to me, it goes deeper than that. You know, I've been complaining about the way that Republicans handle donor money. Right. <clears throat> 13 million of the money that they have raised has already 13 million, Diana, that they have raised to supposedly help the senators win re-election is already in the pockets of consultants, number one. Right. Okay. So number That's so he, once again, once again, the consultant class gets rich as all can be. And now Mitch, at the same time that McConnell is pulling money out of these three critical races, he is using his his own pack to put money behind the ones that he likes. So this is just a total, uh, this is a mess. And I hope well, that not Donald- really, because listen, Mitch McConnell is the most unpopular senator in America by the morning consult poll. He is down at the bottom. He is below every Democrat in popularity. He does not have the clout that he thinks he does. He does not have the clout that he used to have. And that, to me, is really uh, the sunshine is breaking through by these MAGA candidates getting to where they are. There are nominees. And the fact that Mitch McConnell is mad makes me happy. And the fact that Mitch McConnell is mad means we're going to win anyway. Well, I hope that you're right about this. Let us continue this dialogue uh, in the weeks ahead. I have my concerns. I have my concerns about Ron Johnson's race because he is desperately, the Democrats are putting tons of money there to try to beat him. And he needs all the help that he can get from Republicans and from MAGA if he's going to win this. And I hope he does. It's going to be a tight race. But, um, and Mehmet Oz is going to be a tight race. I'm surprised yeah. that, that they're not um, putting Herschel Walker's race in there, too. Because the, the, the establishment Republicans don't like Herschel Walker either. They'd rather see T- Stacey Abrams pull it out than even have Herschel Walker win. These people just, they, <clears throat> words fail. Yeah, but the good guys do win. So I think that is the thing to watch. I think we need to have eyes open because follow the money. you got to see where they're putting their money and you know what their character is. And it's not good. So we will win anyway. That's the mission. All right. Princess Di, as always a pleasure. We look forward to having uh, the pleasure again with you next week. Thank you. Thank you, Sir James. Your Majesty.